Good morning, everyone. Pastor Brendan Witten here, and I want to just second what has already been said in welcoming you to Toronto City Church and to our online worship experience. Now, as I'm sure most of you are aware, we've actually shifted into a new format where we are back to meet in person. Praise God, we're back in person at 9 a.m. and 11.30 a.m., but we also still will be continuing here at 11 a.m. online every single week. Now, our goal is to ultimately move to live streaming, but we're just not quite there yet to do it to the level of excellence we want to do and bringing all the technical things together. So we'll continue to come to you in this format at 11 a.m. Sunday mornings. But I am just so thankful that you're here, that you are joining with us. Before I jump into the message today, I just want to remind you or encourage you in a couple practical things. First and foremost, if you're part of the Toronto City Church family and you are going to be staying in an online only format in this season, can you reach out to us and let us know? You know, when we're in person, obviously we'll be able to see one another pastorally, even myself. I will get a sense for, okay, who's here, who's coming back. But we are aware that for some people in this season, because of just life circumstances, or maybe even you've been joining us from some distance and you're not able to come in person, we want to still be aware of you. We want to pastor you. We want to be able to minister to you in the best way possible. And we're going to go on a journey of figuring exactly what that looks like. But the starting point is us knowing that you're connecting in online only. You know, I'm sure for some, we probably will figure it out pretty quickly, but we just want to make sure we don't miss anyone. So if you can reach out, email the church, reach out to one of the pastors, contact us in any number of ways, but just let us know, hey, I'm, I'm here, I'm connecting, but myself or our family, we're going to be doing this in an online format because we're still doing online kids, we're still doing online youth, there's a whole lot of other things, and we even want to try some new things to help connect those who are in the online environment, so please let us know. Secondly, on a practical note, I want to remind you, get plugged into a connection. Connections are huge for us. They've been huge through this past season, and I do believe they're going to be very important as we move forward. And so I want to encourage you and invite you, if you're not in a connection, you can go online, you can learn more, you can contact us. We want to get you involved. All of our connections are currently in a virtual format, so it, it, it'll work for you to be involved, but we want to get you connected. And last but not least, I really want to encourage you and really encourage our entire church family to get connected or to get involved in prayer. We are having multiple multiple prayer calls throughout the week. And uh, we, we have ones at noon and 6 p.m., Monday to Friday. We've got different prayer calls that are happening. And we want to continue to grow and press into being a praying church. So again, just to remind you, number one, if you're going to be staying in an online-only context for this season, let us know so we can connect to you and minister to you. Number two, get involved in a connection if you're not already. And if you were, but you kind of dropped off, this is a great time to jump back in. And then last but not least, join us and get involved in prayer. Get connected in prayer. Get connected in what God's doing in prayer. And, uh, and you can reach out to us for more information about how you can be involved in that level as well. But anyways, besides all the practical sides of things, let's jump into the Word of God today. I'm so excited just to be ministering. We are starting a new series entitled, Hello, My Name Is... Let's pray. Jesus, we come before you today, and we thank you. We thank you so much for this opportunity we have to be here today. Lord, I thank you for every person that is on the other side of this screen, God, who is 
tuning in wherever they are, God, where, wherever they are, whoever is gathered with them right now, Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your, your, your promises to us. And I thank you for the ministry of the Holy Spirit. I thank you that there is no time or distance in the spirit, but just as you are even right now, you're with us. You are with each person. And we thank you today as we hear your word. We thank you today as we launch out into this new series together. We thank you that you are going to speak to each one of us. Lord, I thank you that you are going to minister so clearly that every person listening is going to receive a rhema word from you. Father, I thank you that you will uh, just help me to, uh, to communicate clearly, to, to, to encourage, to exhort, to build up. And so we thank you for this today in Jesus' name. Amen. So let me ask you a question today. Uh, with everything we've walked through the last 18 months, I know there has been uh, different, um, how would I say, there's been different kind of waves, so to speak, of things. There's been seasons where we've been like really locked down. There's been other seasons where things started to open back up and then close back down again and started to open back up. But in the middle of all this, have you ever run into a situation where, you know, we've been uh, socially distant for so long and you end up in a social environment and uh, it just feels really awkward. You know, I, I don't know about you, but uh, there's been different times where you've been out of certain contexts for so long, and then you know you get back into it, and you just you don't know, you don't even know how to act. You don't even know how to interact. I don't know if that's been happening to you. If you go and do some reading, there's a lot of people who are writing about it right now, and they're just writing about how people uh, you know have totally lost their their sense, their social sense. They don't even know how to interact with each other. They I, I always remember uh, hearing someone share that even in, in retail environments, once retail started to open back up, so many of the store employees were so used to now just kind of fulfilling orders and mailing things out, they almost had to retrain them in how to greet people and how to welcome people to the store and how to start a conversation. I mean, it does sound kind of funny, but if you think about it, it's been so long and, and there's been so much change and so much disruption. Uh, you know, there's just a lot of things that we lose, start to lose sight of or lose track of, but we don't realize it happened. You know, and so, so I don't know how much that's happened to you, but you know, when this series of Hello, My Name is, what we really want to focus on is kind of, you know, like the picture of our graphic. You know, when you go into a new environment or maybe you're at a, a meet and greet event or you're going somewhere new, so often they'll give you those name tags and say, Hello, My Name is, and you write your name on. And the idea of it is it's, makes it easier to introduce yourself to someone or to meet somebody else, uh, just because even in knowing their name, it, it opens a door for connection and relationship and community. And so in the middle of this time, as we felt like we're really seeking God, and I was asking the Lord, as we're coming back into the fall, okay, Lord, what is the, what's the key thing we need to focus on? What is the key thing as a church family that we really need to bring our attention to? And I felt like this title was so important because here's the things that I feel like God is saying are so key and so important for us in this fall. First and foremost in this fall, it, it, it is so key that we encounter God in a fresh way. Come on, wherever you are right now, just say encounter God in a fresh way. Guys, I, I cannot emphasize enough, and this will be one of the main points that we are going to preach on for the next season, but it is time and it is a season where we need to go deep into fresh encounters with God. 
religion, routines, traditions are not going to cut it in the days that we are in, but we need to be encountering him. We need to be inviting others into encountering him. Our city, the people in the world around us, they need encounters with God. And so part of in this season, what we want to do is we want to be I'll say it this way, reintroduced to God in a fresh way. Now, I know for most of us, it's not like we left or we went away from God. But there's just this picture of, I feel like the Holy Spirit almost wants to say, hello, my name is, and reveal himself to us in a fresh way. You know, it, we're going to take some time to focus on different names of God and different parts of God's character and who he is. But I feel like he wants to reintroduce himself to you and to me in a fresh way. Will we be open for that in this season? Will you be open for that in this season? Yo, whether you're online exclusively, whether you're back in person, whatever context you're in, will our hearts be open for God to reintroduce himself to us in a fresh way? See, that's point number one, encountering God in a fresh way. That's what I'm believing for you. That's what I'm believing for me. That's part of what we need in this season. Guys, it is not even optional. You know, sometimes there's things that, you know, I, I mean, we never really say they're fully optional because we're like, well, yes, this is what the Bible says and this is what we need. But, you know, there's times where, you know, you can still get by without it, if that makes sense. I, I mean, it, it's sad to say, but that's where many of us sometimes live spiritually. It's like, well, yeah, that's good, but I can get by without. We are in a time right now we cannot get by without fresh encounters with God. We need in fresh encounters with him. We need to be reintroduced to him. He wants to reintroduce himself and his character and who he is to us in a fresh and a new way. And so that's the first part. The second part is that I believe God wants us to reconnect with community in a fresh way. God wants us to reconnect with one another. You know, in Matthew, uh, Matthew uh, 20, 28 talks about, excuse me, not 28, Matthew 25. I've got here, I haven't preached for a while. Matthew, in Matthew it talks about the great commandment and it talks about the importance of, of loving God with all our heart, our soul, our mind and our strength and loving our neighbor as ourselves, right? There's this call to love him, to encounter him. He wants to reintroduce himself to us in a fresh way, but there's also this call for us to connect with one another, to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. And obviously, once again, I mean, I think this is very plain to everyone. Over this last season, there has been so much disconnection. There's been so much uh, isolation, uh, you know, social distancing, all these things. And, and in the middle of this, I believe God's saying, hey, I want to reintroduce myself to you in a fresh way. But I also want you to reconnect with one another. Now, some of us, we've, we've been able to work at it. We've really been able to stay very connected through this season. We've used, you know, Zoom calls and technology or maybe just the way our life worked. There was still a lot of connection. But I know there's some of you who are watching me right now. And in this season, you've been very just disconnected. You've been disconnected from community. You've been disconnected from, from church. You've been disconnected from spiritual family. And I'm not even saying that to knock you for it. It's just the way things have been. But I believe this fall, God would be saying to you, he would be saying, can, can I reintroduce myself to you in a fresh way? And he'd also be saying, can I reintroduce you to community in this fresh way? It's not just about connecting vertically with him, but it also is about connecting horizontally with each other. And so this is two of the key themes in this season. And I just even want to encourage you right now, will you open your heart? Will you open your life up and say, okay, God, I want to be open to fresh encounters with you.
I want to be open to fresh uh, connections with others. I want to lean into being connected because these are two key areas I believe God wants to move in this season. Now, before I share a little bit more about this, as I was prepping and praying, I felt there was two key passages that I just wanted to bring to us as a church family. I wanted to remind you about. I don't know if most of you probably won't remember this, but in January 2020, so remember, everything kind of broke loose in March 2020, late February, early March. But in January 2020, we had Prophet Ewell Crawford with us here, him and his wife Jane here at Toronto City Church. And he had said to us, he had said in this coming season, he had said there are two key passages that, that are, you know, there's two passages that are going to be really key for you in this season. Now, we didn't know it was coming. I mean, I can promise you, I had no idea that all of this was coming. But the word Lord, and I love it just in the prophetic and what God does and how he speaks to us. But he said, here are the two key passages that, that are going to mean so much. He said, number one, it's Psalm 91. And number two, he said, it's Psalm chapter two. Now, these are, these are two words that God gave to us this year, and I want to just bring them back to us today. I mean, it's going to take up a chunk of my preaching time, but I wanted to bring them back to us because I believe that they're just as important, they're just as powerful, they are just as key right now as they were in January 2020, and I actually feel like in some ways they're coming even more alive to me right now. So let's start with Psalm 91, and let me just read it to you. I, I, I believe in the power of reading the Word of God, just speaking. I just want to read Psalm 91 over you. And it says, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. For he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and buckler. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only look with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord your dwelling place, the Most High, who is my refuge, no evil shall be allowed to befall you, nor plague come near your tent." For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. On their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against the stone. You will tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent you will trample underfoot. Because he holds fast to me in love, I will deliver him. I will protect him because he knows my name. When he calls to me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. And everyone who agrees with the, word, the reading of the word of the Lord says, Amen. Here's why I encourage you in that. Obviously, not only could I preach a message out of this, I could preach an entire series of this passage. That's not my point today. My point number one is I just wanted to read and declare this word over us afresh as we shift into this new, I guess you could say this new part of this season. But I also want to encourage you, take Psalm 91. You know, with there, there's been so much fear. I, I, I've battled fear. Uh, you know, and some of it, especially recently, has just been about fear of the future and how's this going to work out? What about my kids? And the Lord really, uh, he didn't really rebuke me in that way, but he just encouraged me. He said, Brendan, trust me. Trust me. Do not be afraid. Trust in me. 
And Psalm 91 is just this powerful passage, obviously it was written by David. And, and I can imagine this was a psalm he would sing or he would speak out before he went into battles or when he went through different challenges. But take this word and let it be a rhema word to you. That you can trust God to protect you. That you can trust God to protect your family. That you can trust God to protect your children. That you can trust God regarding any weapon of the enemy that's formed against you that it is not going to prosper. And I want to encourage you to, to take this verse, this passage, you know, this psalm, pray it. Read it. Speak it every single day. There's something powerful that happens when we speak the word of God. But let's, again, heed the word of the Lord that this is a key psalm for a season. You know, one of the things that I always like, an example of six of my mind is when David went to face Goliath. And he first went to the brook and he took stones that had been smoothed out by the water running over them. He took five smooth stones and that's what he was going to take down Goliath. Right now we're facing a Goliath of fear. We're facing a Goliath of, of, of so much of what the enemy's trying to do. And God wants to give you words to take down Goliath. Let this be a word for you. So that's Psalm 91. The second is Psalm chapter two. And it says this, it says, why are the nations so angry? Why do they waste their time with futile plans? The kings of the earth prepare for battle. The rulers plot together against the Lord and against his anointed one. Let us break their chains, they cry, and free ourselves from slavery to God. But the one who rules in heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. Then in anger, he rebukes them, terrifying them with his fierce fury. For the Lord declares, I have placed my chosen king on the throne in Jerusalem on my holy mountain. The Lord, the king proclaims the Lord's decree. The Lord said to me, you are my son. Today I become your father. Once only ask and I will give the nations as your inheritance, the whole earth as your possession. You will break them with an iron rod and smash them like clay pots. Now then you kings act wisely. Be warned you rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with reverent fear and rejoice with trembling. Submit to God's royal son or he will become angry and you will be destroyed in the midst of all your activities for his anger flares up in an instant. But what joy for all those who take refuge in him. Now, just like with Psalm 91, there is so much that is packed here in Psalm 2 that I could go into. Again, my heart is to just bring this word back to us and encourage us, but just a couple thoughts really quickly. First and foremost, this passage talks about the kings and the rulers of the world rising up against the Lord and against his anointed. And I don't know about you, but for me, there's a lot going on in our world that bothers me right now. There's a lot of injustice. There's a lot of things that I'm seeing leadership do on a larger level that if I'll just be completely honest, really gets to me. And there was some things that really I had to go to the Lord in prayer. But it was, my brother and I were actually having a conversation. He was one of the ones who first reminded me of this passage. Because what we need to remember, guys, is that even with all that's going on in the world around us, it's so easy to get caught up with frustration with political leaders or frustration with, you know, this group or frustration with that group, whatever side you have. But what God wants to remind us is let's keep our eyes fixed on him. Right? The kings and the rulers of this world, that refers to political leaders, cultural leaders, they may have their ideas, they may have their plans, but those plans and those ideas are never going to catch God off guard, and they are never going to supersede the plan of God. Furthermore, what I, I love in this passage is it talks about asking for the nations as an inheritance. This is a time for harvest. 
Guys, this is a time for people to come into the kingdom of God. This is a time for people to come to know Jesus. And so what the enemy wants to do is he wants to get us so flustered and so upset about what's happening around us is that we lose sight of the harvest that God wants to bring to us. Don't allow him to do that to you. Trust God regarding what's going on in the bigger picture. Doesn't mean we think things are okay. Doesn't mean we say, yes, I agree with this or I don't agree with that, but we don't allow that to dominate us, right? We, we allow our focus to stay on God giving us the nations as an inheritance. That we allow to focus on God bringing the people in because there's so much you want to Don't allow fear to come in and don't allow anger or frustration or worry to take over even with what's going on in the world around us. Trust God. Come on, somebody where you are right now, say, trust God. Come on, say it again. Trust God. Come on, one more time. Say, I will trust God. We are going to trust God for his protection in this season. We are going to trust God for his provision in this season. We are going to trust God regarding what is happening in the nations. I love that one part. It says, God sits up in heaven and he laughs. Right? So if God is in heaven and laughing, why are we losing our peace and losing our joy down here? Right now, I know practically why we are, because it just overwhelms us and it can get to us at times. But God wants us to remember Ephesians, we're seated with him in heavenly place, in heavenly places. Right? So God is calling us to say, listen, why don't you just come into a place of joy with me and trusting me? This has not caught God off guard. God is not up in heaven all worried and concerned because of this decision or this is happening. He is in heaven. He is laughing and he's inviting us to join him in that place. Do not allow frustration, anger, worry, angst to take over you in this season. Let's trust God. Come on, say it again. I will trust God. Come on, declare it. I know I'm getting you to talk right now, but just declare where I trust God. I mean, right now in Jesus' name, I just believe there's something that's breaking off the lives of many people watching this, where the enemy has gotten you bound up by fear and angst and anger or what's going on. Guys, listen, trust him. We trust him. Psalm 91, Psalm chapter two, we're trusting him. Our focus is on him. He is leading us through this. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. So those are the two initial thoughts I wanted to bring to you. But coming back to that, just this focus on this season, right? It's about God reintroducing himself to us. It's about fresh encounters with God. It's also about connecting with each other. And I don't know about you, but I've definitely been doing a lot of thinking over this past season. Uh, I've been evaluating my life. I've been evaluating my faith. I've been evaluating my Christianity. I've been evaluating uh, what really matters and what doesn't matter so much. And certain things that I realized were mattering a lot to me, I, I came to realize that, ah, that really shouldn't matter so much to me. And then there was other things that I started to think, you know what, I, this really should be mattering more to me and it's not enough yet. I mean, it's just been that kind of season. It's been a season for uh, reflection and, and for reevaluation. And so part of in this that God's been stirring in my heart, and I, I just, I want to just be sharing with you and encouraging with the church families, just in the middle of all this, in the middle of all that's going on, uh, let's look at our lives. Are there things that have been really important to us that are really not that important to heaven? Are there things that, that we've gotten really wrapped up in that, that, that really, uh, 
impact us that really have kind of taken a lot of our time and our energy, our focus. And, and in the light of eternity, it really means nothing. And are there other things that really matter in light of eternity that we have, uh, if we're honest, right? Because most of the time we don't really see it. We're just living our lives. We're doing what we need to do. But if we're honest, they don't really matter to us the way they should. And, and it's an amazing opportunity for realignment because God's been really talking about coming back to the basics, like coming back to the basics. What, what, and what I mean by that is what are the foundational things that we just need to have in place, right? What are the foundational things that we just say, hey, these are the things that really, really matter. We cannot lose sight of these things. We cannot lose focus on these things. I mean, for myself, with my background in basketball, I, when I say the basics, you know, I always will flash back to, you know, one of the things, if you want to be a great ball player, you know, sometimes people out there are trying to do all these moves, all these dribbling moves, all these incredible shots. But if you, you just try and start with that, you're never going to grow or progress very far. Because actually what you want to do is you just want to get really good at the basics. Get really good at how do I, how do I dribble well? Okay, how do I shoot well? How do I, how do I pass well? Because if you get really good at those things, you get good at the basics, then you can start to improvise and you can start to build on top of them. But if you never get the basics or if you lose track of the basics, you, you're never going to progress the way you need to. I, I, it's the same thing in music. You'll take professional musicians and they will practice the same scales, practice the basics over and over and over again. They do these incredible things musically, but if you actually look at their training and their practice, they're focusing on the basics. And I believe in the season, God's saying to us, come back to the basics. He's saying, focus on the basics. Sometimes it's when there's seasons where they're shaking, like we've been through. And, and I don't believe it's done guys. I, I'm not saying I know what's going to happen with COVID over the next season, but in the world we're in right now, there are more shakings that will come. There are different things that are going to happen. I don't know what they're going to be, but I do know that shakings will be coming and everything that can be shaken will be shaken. But if we're focused on the basics, right, we have that foundation, you know, in Matthew chapter seven, where Jesus talked about the wise man who built his house on the rock and the foolish man who built his house on the sand, right? Foundation, basics. God wants to bring us back to the basics. And here's, here's two, even in light with hello, my name is Here's two basics that I feel like are so pertinent for us right now. Basic number one, know God. Basic number two, make him known. Let me say that again. Basic number one, know God. Basic number two, make him known. I believe in this coming season, even as we talk about encountering God, as we talk about connecting with each other, and then even as we've led into and been talking about the gospel and talking about impact the lives of people, God is calling us. Family, I say this prophetically. God is calling us to a fresh commitment to knowing him and to making him known. You know, Daniel eleven thirty two says this, those who do wickedly against the covenant, he shall corrupt with flattery, but the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. I want to ask you this question today. I'm asking myself the same question is, do you know God, right? Do you know him? See, family, our, our first call as believers is not to go out and serve, even though that's good. It's not to go witnessing, even though that's really important. We're going to talk more about that. It's not to fulfill your calling, fulfill your purpose, our number one call. Again, those things aren't bad. I'm not denying them, but they all flow out of this call to know God. That's why Jesus said the great commandment is loving the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, with all our strength. He said, this is the first commandment. And, and, and I don't know about you, but for me, it's so easy to lose sight of this call to love and to know God. 
it's so easy to kind of go through the motions, go to church. I mean, we haven't been able to do that quite the same way recently, right? That's what kind of shakes things up because maybe you're used to kind of this religious routine and all that got shaken up. And then we find out, do I really know God? Like, where's my relationship with God really at? Right. And, and, and I believe in this whole place of God calls, he wants to reintroduce himself to us in a fresh way. He wants to bring us to a, a fresh place because he wants us to know him. He wants you to know him. Do you know God? Remember, there's a big difference between knowing God and knowing about him. And too often, too many of us know about God but we don't know him. We're not walking in a relationship with him. And when everything's good, you know, remember the, I, I mean, I didn't really reference it for you. I actually pulled up the scripture, but with the two men who built their houses, what the, you found out the foundation of the house when the storm came. Other than that, I'm sure both houses look good. The man who built his house in the sand might have even looked a little better because he didn't take all that time digging into the rock. He just was able to build on the sand. It's when the storm comes. It's when the pressures come. It's when the challenges come that we really find out, do I really know God? Right? And in this season, for many of us, it has been revealing of the depth of our relationship with God. Have we truly been built on the rock or have we been built in the sand? Now, I'm not saying that to condemn anybody. You don't have to beat yourself up. It's just be honest with yourself, recognize and go, okay, well, if I realize I didn't know God the way I thought I needed to know God, then now it's time for me to change. See, that's what this season is about, fresh encounters with God. And I love this because what this verse says in Daniel is that the people who know their God will be strong and carry out great exploits. See, strength comes from knowing him. Great exploits flows out of knowing him. Too often we're trying to be strong. We're trying to do great things for God, but we are not moving out of a place of knowing him. And I believe in this time, it, there has been a revealing for many of us, it's been shaken. We found out where we really stand. But now is the time and now is the place for us to say, okay, let me press in to know God. Let me dive in to know God. Right, guys? Sunday Christianity is not going to cut it. Right? Just uh, uh, going to church every couple Sundays, watching online every couple Sundays. And God, no, this, is, this has got to be a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday thing. This has got to be a, I'm growing in my relationship with God. I'm walking with him. In the days that we're in and the days are that are coming, knowing about God is not going to cut it. Every one of us have the open door. We have the opportunity to know him for ourselves because when we know him, we're strong. When we know him, out of that flows this ability to do great things that we're not doing in our own strength. We're not doing it by ourselves. It's like the disciples, when they stood before the religious leaders, and they spoke with boldness. And the Bible says the religious leaders marveled and they recognized that they'd been with Jesus. Right? They didn't recognize that they were really good speakers. They didn't recognize that they, no, they said, man, they, they could see something that they'd been with Jesus. And guys, in the middle of this season, can, 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 you, can people recognize that you've been with Jesus, right? Is there this strength? Is there this, 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 you're doing things not in your own strength, but you're doing it in his strength. This all flows out of knowing him. Will you answer the call? Will we answer the call and say, okay, we're going to press in to know him. We're going to press in to encounter him. Guys, church as usual is not, it's it just not going to cut it. We can't do it anymore. We need, if, if, if you've been doing church as usual from the bottom of my heart, pastor, I love you. Stop it. Just, just make a commitment. Now we've got to go deeper. 
There's things that are coming and there's opportunities that are coming, but there's also challenges that are coming. There's, there's moves of God that are coming and a, a, a lukewarm uh, Christianity light you know, wide but but shallow. It's not going to cut it. We've got to go deep in God. We've got to go deep in the Word. We've got to go deep in community with each other. We've got to go deep. And wherever you are, maybe you're watching me, and yeah, you've been pressing in. You're leaning in. You've been going deeper. I'm calling you. Let's go even more, right? Because God is calling us to great exploits. God is calling us to be lights that shine in our generation, God is calling us to be people who are going to, 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 to partner with him to see incredible revival. There's also going to be spiritual battles. There will be persecutions that come. Christianity light is not going to cut it. And I believe we have still a season of time before many of these things really manifest. But we cannot wait until they manifest to say, okay, now I'm going to get serious or even more serious my relationship with God. We need to do it now. We need to press in now. We need to go after it now. And I'm calling every single person watching this. I'm calling you to know God in a deeper way. I'm calling you to press into him because that's where strength comes from. That's where exploits are going to come from. Knowing about God is not going to cut it. We need to press in to be those who know him. Come on, somebody say, know God. One last passage I want to share with you. I'm going to bring this to a close and pray for you. It's from Acts chapter 19, 10 to 17. And uh, in Acts chapter 19, they're, they're in the middle of the revival in Ephesus. So Paul had gone to Ephesus. He started preaching to a group of about 12. And, and it just, the gospel exploded. And I'll start in verse 10. It says, and this continued for two years, so that all who dwelt in Asia heard the word of the Lord Jesus, both Jews and Greeks. So the entire region of Asia heard the gospel because of what God was doing. And in verse 11, it says, now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul, so that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick, and the diseases left them, and evil spirits went out of them. Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists took it upon themselves to call the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, We exercise you by Jesus whom Paul preaches. And there were seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest, who did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? Then the man in whom the evil spirit was, was leapt on them, overpowered them, and prevailed against them. One translation says, beat them up. So that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. And this became known to all the Jews and Greeks dwelling in Ephesus, and fear fell on them all, and the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. Just a couple thoughts out of this, guys, as we bring things to a close. Then we're going to go into a place of prayer. Number one, we are coming into a season of incredible harvest. I believe in all my heart, even it's been prophesied by many people, a billion soul harvest. We want to be part of that. We want to be in the middle of that, guys. I mean, obviously, billion's a big number. We just, we want to do our little part. But we want to do our part to be part of the billion soul harvest. Just like we see in this passage of Ephesus, that, that there was all of Asia heard the word of the Lord. What if in two years, all of Toronto could hear the word of the Lord Jesus? All the GTA, right? And with social media and all, I mean, you can spread so far. Get ready for harvest. Right? Secondly, get ready for, even in this passage, we see unusual miracles. We see that there was, we're coming into a season of unusual miracles. God wants to move in incredible ways. And I believe over the next uh, four, five, six, seven years, we are going to see things that blow our mind. We're going to see things we've only dreamed of and, and prayed for, but maybe never thought we'd see. There's going to be incredible and unusual miracles. Third from this passage, I believe we're coming into a season of deliverance in spiritual warfare. Right? There's been a lot of things that behind the scenes, but God's bringing us to a place of seeing people delivered from the work of the enemy. And also there is going to be spiritual warfare. 
in the middle of that. So, so there's going to be harvest. There's going to be miracles. There's going to be deliverance. There's also going to be spiritual warfare. But here's my encouragement to all of us. Be a Paul. Don't be a son of Sceva. Say, what do you mean by that? See, obviously from the demon's response, he said, Jesus we know. Paul we know. Why? Because Paul knew Jesus. Right? Paul walked in authority. But then they looked at the sons of Sceva. Because the sons of Sceva were not commanding them to go in the name of Jesus. They said, we're commanded to go in the name of Jesus, who Paul speaks about. In other words, they were trying to get this in proxy through someone else. And th- there was just no authority there. See, people who know about God but don't know God end up being sons of Sceva. And they can look good. They can say the right things. They can know the right time to raise up their hands. They look really good Christians. But when they're confronted by demonic powers, when they are confronted by pressures or challenges, it all falls apart because we have to be people who walk in real relationship. Now, again, I'm not saying this to to put down anybody or discourage anybody. If you just kind of realize, you go, man, okay, I might be a bit of a son of Sceva right now, then just commit to go deeper in knowing God. But God is looking for Pauls in this time who will truly know him and will walk in authority, who will walk in in wisdom and will walk in power because it doesn't come from just, um, let me say this way, there's so many things it doesn't come from. It comes from knowing God. Come on, somebody say, know God. Come on, somebody say, make him known. Family, we are living in a world right now. I mean, it always was the case, but more than ever, people need to know Jesus. People need to know him. And and he's looking for believers. He's looking for a church. My prayer is that Toronto City Church will be one of those churches that will say, you know what, let's just keep the main things the main things. Let's just get back to the basics. And we're going to be people that know God. And we're going to be a people that do everything we can to make him known. Come on, where you are right now, say, know God. And come on, I want you to say right now, make him known. Come on, say it again. Know God. And once again, say, make him known. This is what we want to be about. Hello, my name is. We want to know God. We want to be reintroduced to him and allow him to reintroduce himself to us in fresh and new ways. But then we also want to introduce others to him. We want to make him known to others. And that's what this is all going to be about, guys. Will we be those who come back to the basics? Will we be those that keep the main thing the main thing? We'll be those that make Jesus' last command our first priority, right? And make when he says this is the most important thing, we make sure that's the most important thing in our lives. This is the call that he has for us. The world needs it, guys. Our city needs it. There's so many people around us who need it. Will we be those who answer the call? Now, let's just take a moment. I want to finish up to pray for you. And I know we're in an online context, so it's a little different, obviously, in person. I mean, we really can't really do altar calls right now because that wouldn't be social distancing. But, you know, there could be a response time. But I really, in this season, I want to make sure to lean in to uh, believe the Lord to still minister his word even to you as you watch. And so if you're with me today, wherever you're sitting right now, if you're with me and you're saying, yeah, I want to be, I, I, I want to be someone who knows God. I want to go deeper in knowing God. I want to, I want to make him known. I want to get back to the basics, keep the main thing the main thing. I want to I want to be that person. I want you just to raise your hand wherever you are right now. Now I know I can't see you, but it's a response of faith on your part. I want you just to raise your hand, just even as a symbol and saying, yes, God, right? It's before the Lord. I can't see it, but he can. And that you raise that hand before him. And then what I want you to do is I want you just to put your hands out like you're receiving something. I'm going to pray for you. 
And Father, we just come before you today in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity today we've had to dig into your word. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity we've had to just to talk about keeping the main thing, the main thing, the focus on knowing you, making you know. And I just pray right now for every single person under the sound of my voice. I pray for a deep and a significant work of the Holy Spirit in their heart. I pray that you will minister to each one right where they are. God, I pray that distractions, uh, worries, cares, weights, all those things will just melt away right now. And I pray for a passion. I pray for a fire. I pray for an intensity that says in our hearts, it says we will know God, we will seek God, and we will make him known to others. Lord, I pray this and I believe this for every single person. I just wherever you are right now, just, I just want you to stay in that position to receive it. Holy Spirit, come right now. Move over every single person. Do heart surgery in us today. I pray that lethargy will be broken off. I pray that selfishness will be broken off. I pray that the spirit of fear and just this fog and this haze is being broken off in this season in Jesus' name. And I pray for fresh fire, God. I pray for fresh reintroductions to you, that we will be those who, who seek to know you. And so we love you, Lord, and we thank you for this in Jesus' name. And everyone agreed with me, said, Amen. Amen. I, I just really want to encourage you. Again, you're wherever you are watching this right now, but just even at the end of this message, take a few more moments. Maybe put a worship song on. Uh, maybe just take a few moments of silence, but just wait on God. Wait on Him. Take some time to just be before Him. Let Him speak to you. Let Him encourage you. Let me see. There's an anointing, even as I was sharing today. Again, it's it's not just about me being a good speaker or not, or okay, what kind of you know nice turns of phrase. There's an anointing that God releases when His Word is preached to change us. So let Him do that. Just sit in it for a bit. Don't just rush away today. And, uh, and and just before I go to, I, I want to make sure I give an opportunity. If there's anyone watch this, we talk about knowing God, and maybe you don't know God. You've never been introduced to Him. You you wouldn't say that you're a follower of Jesus today. I want to encourage you and give you an opportunity to be a follower of Him. See, the Bible teaches us that God loves us with an everlasting love, but we've been separated from that love because of sin. Because of sin. We deserve punishment. I'm not even just pointing the finger at you. I'm talking about me. I'm talking about all of us. We all deserved eternal punishment because of sin. And that eternal punishment was to be separated from God for eternity. Right? In a place of pain and suffering and torment. Now that's the bad news. Here's the good news. The good news is that God became a man, Jesus, sent his only begotten son. Jesus came. He lived a perfect life. He died and he rose again. He said, if you'll put your faith and trust in me, you'll turn your back on sin. You'll reject it. You'll put faith and trust in me. I'll forgive you. I'll set you free. And instead of spending eternity separated from me, you're going to spend eternity with me. And this is going to be by grace. It's not going to be by your works, but it's going to be by grace. That's why it says in Romans 6, 23, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So I just want to give an invitation to you. If there's anyone and you're not right with God, today is your day. Don't put it off. Don't be listening to me and go, well, you know, uh, maybe I'll wait till I'm a little older or I'll wait till I'm done university or I'm waiting till this. Don't do it. See, the devil doesn't have to get you to say no to God. He just has to get you to say not today enough times. Don't say not today, but today, if you know in your heart, come, then you need to come. 
And so if you're listening to me and you need to give your life to Jesus, you need to give your life back to Jesus, I want you to pray this prayer with me right where you are. Say, Jesus, thank you for your love for me. Thank you that you came for me. Thank you that you died for me. Thank you that you rose again. Today I turn my back on sin and I commit my life to you. Forgive me. Fill me. Free me. I want to follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. Here's why I want to encourage you. If you prayed that prayer today for the first time, the Bible says all who call in the name of the Lord will be saved. God's heard you and he's answered your prayer. Some people say, well, that's just too simple. That's too easy. No, that's the power of the gospel. It is too good to be true. But I also want to encourage you, if you prayed that prayer and you meant it, can you reach out and contact us and let us know? We don't want you just to be off there on your own having to try and figure this thing out. We want to pray for you. We want to support you. We want to back you up. And so if you could reach out to us, let us know here at Toronto State Church. There will be some information there, uh, just even in the comments, where you can contact us. But we would love to stand with you. So anyways, it's been so good to be together once again. Obviously, we're really excited to be in person excited to be together online. Maybe you're with us in person, but you also tuned in and caught this online. Whatever the context, it's been so good to be together. Again, stay tuned. Obviously, make sure stay up to date with the announcements. We're going to, lots of great things are happening this fall. There's lots of cool stuff going on at Toronto State Church. We want you to be connected. We want you to be involved. And so just make sure you check out the website. Stay up to speed with the information. I know the ladies have an event coming up this weekend. Gentlemen, we have a breakfast the following week. Lots of good stuff going on. Make sure to stay connected, stay tuned. If you have any questions, reach us here at the church. But we love you. God bless you. Thank you for connecting here today. I look forward to, we'll see you again next week, 11 a.m. for online worship experience. Or if you want to join us in person, we're going to be there at 9 o'clock and 11.30. Have an amazing Sunday. Have an amazing week. If there's anything we can do to serve you here at Toronto State Church, just reach out to us and let us know. We'd be more than glad to do it. God bless.